I'm Tyler, deconsecrated dentering. I'm Connery, already suffering life is pain, Hanson. <laughs> and I'm Jacob, guns. Lots of guns. Padilla. Yay. Nice. Here we are. And I'm giving you, Jacob, if you, if you can see me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm giving you not one, but two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Much like Mark DeCascos in John Wick Chapter 3. Yes. Because this is your 11th episode. 11. Is it really his 11? Yeah, it's 11. We need to get Jacob a jacket now or something. <laughs> we need to get him a jacket. Like an, above what? 10 or 10 timers on, on it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I should say above the 10. What? Above the 10 timer. <laughs> yeah, I should say that. I should say above the 10 timers. He who sits above the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elder Jacob. And it gets a little like, what kind of like organization is this? We start calling it's people elders. Yeah. Just give me a patch. <laughs> the ten timers. Give me a give me a sticker for my water bottle. What's the what's the SNL thing that happens? Like a seven timers club. The five or timers club. Five timers. That seems pretty easy. Yeah. So many of them posted like twenty times already. Yeah. There's not that many yeah. celebrities. We'll definitely give you like a, a purple heart or something. For... <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> when you cover three hundred rise of an empire with us, finally it'll be much worth it. <laughs> you've loved everything you've covered so far. Oh, yeah. I have in a way. <laughs> Except that one episode when you were like really sad. <laughs> was, uh, what episode we, was that? We can be heroes. Yeah, we can be heroes. <laughs> when I was just so jaded yeah. <laughs> from the pandemic. Oh yeah, I remember that. Go back and listen to our "We Can Be Heroes" episode, everybody. You see oh, Jacob man. at his darkest. The sequel to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Spiritual sequel. The spiritual sequel. Is it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, Taylor Lautner's not in it. Exactly. Yeah. And. So it's not real. This is a franchise, a <laughs> podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. I'm joined today by usual uh, franchisee. We've never came up with names for ourselves. Friendster. Franchiser. Franchiser. Oh, <laughs> He's Friendster. I'm Napster. And today, this is a franchise. Oh, my God. Franchise. Anyways, Connery Hansen's here. Good parabellum to you. As always. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Did happy parabellum? Is that what you said? Good parabellum, said good parabellum, parabellum to you. Parabellum to you. <laughs> May the parabellum be with you. Jake <laughs> 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 uh, Padilla is here again for the 11th time on this podcast. Happy to be here. We're always happy when you're here. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? It <laughs> <laughs> peers over the horizon. We really? got these new, like, big mic uh, microphone cages yeah. um, for our setup <laughs> to see if they would, like, because uh, basically we're, <laughs> with my new mixer, it sounds really good, but it's mm. picking up all the other microphones So we, at this table that we usually record at. So mm. because we're recording multiple tracks, everybody really cares about this. Because yeah. we're <laughs> recording multiple tracks now, I'm trying to set up these cages, basically, that will block any audio coming in from the back. To hit the microphone, and we'll see if this works. So we'll see if this is worth it for our uh, co or for our guest's discomfort because he can barely see us, and he's commented on it a few times already. I think we just do this with our eyes closed and just like really pretend like we're talking to each other in like a round table room. I mean, like, that's go what to I your mind palace. That's what you do. Yeah, as I'm from palace, say palace. Yeah, I usually go to the palace. <laughs> the palace. Yeah, <laughs> shoes for more. <laughs> shoes for less. Shoes for more. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 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 shoes for more. Uh, if you couldn't tell from what we were just talking about, we're covering John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, today on the podcast. 
third installment of the John Wick franchise. It's the best one. Wow. I very much enjoy it, yes. Connery says this with weeping eyes. He just cut open an onion in front of him. It's the best one. It's the best one. I do not disagree. Good. Yeah. Well, people keep asking if Jacob's back. I'm thinking he's back. (laughs) It's the same joke as Geronimo. You pissed, Jacob! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) There we go. That's what it is. Thank you. Geronimo's back, and I'm pissed. (laughs) In, I don't know what uh, Nico, Nico and Andrea, Nico and Andrea uh, are. Uh, they're marked. We just made a bunch of jokes about the uh, <laughs> the, the blood thing that gives you tetanus. We <laughs> talked a lot about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't think that was really a quote. Dirty ass needle on that. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Anyways, we got our usual segment of what's new. <laughs> Thank you, Connery. No nice. problem. Connery, what's new with you? Well, today I started playing the Diablo Four beta, and that was that's been a fun one. And now we're now we're not, not as zany as we were, but not but like two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. So, anyways. <laughs> so, anyways. How's Diablo Four? Diablo Four is a pretty cool game. I've been enjoying it. It definitely <laughs> looks prettier than the other Diablo. It's much darker and grittier, and it feels more like a nightmare. Some of the cinematics truly unnerved me in the way that the blood pooled and the faces churned, and it was actually scary sometimes when they closed up on people and I saw the wounds forming on their faces. What are you reading? I am making this up, Jacob. <laughs> this is my polygon review. I, I, I see you're talking, but it sounds like you're reading from something. And that's why, in conclusion, Great Gatsby is a lone figure. A, a, a green light in the distance reflecting only himself back and the life he wished he could have with Renesmee. That is in, this essay, <laughs> in this essay, I'll prove why Gerard Butler is good. Why Gerard Butler is good. <laughs> no, but it's it's really fun so far. There's a giant queue line, which is like my only like, oh, it's, I guess, Chris Snuffle about it, where I have to like wait I, I, almost like an hour and a half on like the last time I tried to log in. I was like, I got to play for a little bit and then it just like magically kicked me out of the server and I was like, that sucks. All right. <laughs> That's rude. Yeah. Well, they're just testing everything out, but it's super cool. It takes more inspiration from Diablo 2, so it's a little bit grittier. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I remember there was like kind of a... What small controversy or whatever when Diablo three came out? Yeah, and just the art style is more. I mean, more like what World of Warcraft kind of looked like. Yeah, at the time more, and more stuff, cartoony, more cartoony, more bright. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, there's a whole uh, chapter in that game that just takes place in like the desert, but it feels like very like like ornate and everything. Like, yeah, cart- like less devilish, I guess. You know. Yeah, and this one, like I'm like I wasn't joking. I was doing that dumb monotone voice, but I wasn't kidding. Like some of the cinematics like truly unnerved me. Where I was like, "This is really scary right now." <laughs> but yeah, I started all everything that's new with me. Jacob, what's new with you? What's new with me? Um, I just finished uh, Green Lantern Earth One, Ooh. Uh, Volume One, uh, so I can gear up for writing our Lantern spec script with Connery. Yes, that'll be fun. Because neither of us have really read any Green Lantern stuff, and this seemed like a cool thing to start with. True. Spec but, script. Spec, spec script. But yeah, this uh, it was a really cool revisioning of Hal Jordan's origin. Uh, it was re- I really liked what they were going with. with uh, like They went away from The Ring Chooses You, and they went with like these, you know, because the the Green Lanterns are all about Will, and it looked like the story was really focusing on not people already having the Will. It's like everybody's already jaded, 
it's all these jaded people that found the rings mm-hmm. and so they're like just happened to be using them yeah but they're all weakened because the source was destroyed like the guardians were all killed the manhunters killed the guardians uh-huh. and all the lanterns and there's only a small faction left and they like did they it's they supposedly destroyed the main power core and so all the lanterns that are left they're really weakened and mm. and random people like found the rings and are like using them to protect the the planets from the manhunters and so it's like everybody's jaded and it's like the story is about like finding the will instead of like empowering their will which is oh. like it's a really interesting it's really it's really cool how they're exploring that theme and Connor I think you really dig it. I think so. It sounds like just up my alley. I like it. Yeah, for sure. And like the like the story and the villain and like how they revision like all like all of the like core green lantern stuff is is really cool how they revision it. Yeah. And then uh, I'm also re-listening to Starship and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> right. Are the are the Manhunters like Martian Manhunter, or does it have no relation? To no, that they're like these robots that were designed to like kill Green Lanterns. Oh. yeah. And you remember the Manhunters, don't you, Connery? No, I know Martian Manhunter. Oh no, no, yeah, these are the the robots. They're like a green, uh, like a staple Green Lantern villain that like. Oh. They're in like a few episodes of the animated Justice League show. Oh, I, I was yeah. I was never that big on Green Lantern lore, so that's why I'm like I don't I don't really know it that much. Oh, I, I dig it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I've really just seen the Ryan Reynolds movie in theaters. <laughs> is that what course. put you both off? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, we'd be even more into it. No, before that, I, I liked uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited a lot with. Um, uh, which Green Lanterns that? John Stewart. John Stewart, John Stewart, John Stewart right? John Stewart, John Stewart right? Yeah, my favorite one. He's my favorite one. I, I guess I just like grew up with him too from the cartoons. But yeah, yeah I don't know a lot about Green Lantern lore, lore in general. So mm-hmm. I'm um, there's like supposed to be a TV show too. I think on HBO at oh. some point. Yeah, <laughs> they that's keep, like the... delaying it and like restructuring it. There's a little bit of got to deal with the reconstruction on, but... of the DC universe. Yeah, it's the Lantern show that they want to do, where they're like it's like True Detective esque, and I'm like that sounds kind of <laughs> cool. That's fun. Starship and Paula's show is just it's what episode as great as I remember. It. I'm on the episodes where we're all like we found our rhythm and we're all like everything's so smooth, much more smoothly, and we're like acting quotation Yay. marks better. We're in the uh, uh, Jinx's arc. I'm oh, in Jinx's arc right now. I like that one. I'm proud of uh, that. the the Impala was just blown up. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know, it was the third movie I had to blow up the hero's lair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's usually the second one. Right, it? the second one. Yeah. Yeah. The second. The second arc because we just left arc, Mercer's. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. The second arc. So there you go. I did. I did oh, the right thing. Yeah. John Wick's house was exploded mm-hmm. in the second one. Oh my god! You want to say the Batcave is destroyed know. in the first one? I guess technically, but. Tony Stark's house is destroyed in, in the, the third, third one. Third one. one. Uh, uh, never mind. Tyler, what's new with you? <laughs> yeah, Tyler, what's new with you? <laughs> I got a free trial to Showtime because that's how <gasps> I was able to watch everything everywhere all at once. It's the <sighs> only place that it's streaming right now. Really? I believe still. Wow. Not on um, Prime? No Prime. No, I mean, you can rent it, I think. Huh. Uh, if you subscribe to Showtime, <laughs> that's the only way you can watch it streaming. So anyways, I have a trial and... What else was on there? Just scrolling through. Uh, when I'm, I've just been editing a lot of photos lately. So when I'm doing that, I nice. just watch a lot of action movies from mostly the '90s and '80s that I haven't seen before. So I checked out Hard Rain. As you do. Hard, hard. Which one? Hard Rain. Hard Rain. It's uh, Christian Slater and uh, Morgan Freeman and Randy Quaid <laughs> and from, a few other notables. It's from the '90s. 
It's from 98, I think. I haven't heard of that And one. it's actually from the writer of Speed. Graham Yost? Yes. Oh, crap. Yeah. I might like it. What's it about? Um, there's a town in, like, I don't know, the Midwest or something <laughs> that's flooding. Waterworld's, like, the wettest movie. This is, like, the second wettest movie. Whoa. It's, like, uh, what, Backdraft or whatever with fire, but, like, for water. Oh, you my. Think, so Backdraft's the firest movie? <laughs> yeah, I think it Backdraft really is the firest movie. It really, it really is. is. That's all real Rain fire. of Fire, not as fiery no, not as, as fire. uh, Backdraft. CGI. I watched Rain of Fire the other day, and I was like, wow, that's a weird, fun movie. <laughs> Did you watch Backdraft the other day? No. Why not? I want to see Backdraft no. again. Do it. I will. I dare you. I will. I had once gone into a deep dive of like the history of Universal Studios rides that aren't there anymore. Yeah. Backdraft. Because I was thinking of all the rides that I missed, and I was like, whatever happened to them? Why did they leave? Yeah. Backdraft was one of them. You guys remember Backdraft? I don't remember I, it being a ride. I never Universal went on Studios? it. Well, it's not really a ride. It's more like a show where you just start watching like all this stylized fire going on inside this warehouse. Oh. And... It was, it was pretty neat, but they got rid of things down. What? They're burning things down twice a day? Like more than twice a day. That thing went on like 10 times a day. <laughs> yeah, okay. It, but uh, they had to get rid of it for Transformers. Oh. Uh, well, was it worth it to you, Jacob? <laughs> I think it was because Transformers is awesome. <laughs> what about the E.T. ride being replaced by replaced for Terminator? No, the E.T. ride was replaced by the, the, the mummy. What if E.T. was replaced by Back to the Future? Back to the Future was replaced by the Simpsons yeah. ride. It was what if the Simpsons ride was replaced by the Minions? <laughs> the Minions <laughs> replaced Terminator. <laughs> Rise of the Machines. Wait, is that what it's called? No, it's not. It was Terminator Battle Across Time. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, anyways, Hard Rain is about <laughs> Christian Slater is like an armed guard, uh, and like they're trying to shuttle movie or they're, try, they're trying to shuttle money out of the town, I guess, because. It, everything's flooding, so they think yeah. like somehow the, all the money's gonna get wet in the like probably the safest spot is inside of a safe. Yeah, for this whole thing. But anyways, uh, he gets attacked by some like guys just trying to like heist the money basically, and like Morgan Freeman's leading them. Um, Morgan so, Freeman's a villain. Yeah, and oh, uh, well, he's like my. a villain slash like roguish guy. You know, he's oh, not good. like totally evil he's or anything. Like Neil McCauley. It's like yeah. he thinks he has ideals. Uh yeah, he's like yeah, I just want my retirement fund. Yes, like, that's all he wants. Uh, so you're rooting for him, kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and then Randy Quaid's like the head sheriff guy, whatever, like whatever you call that. There's just you know a lot of good fun character turns in this super wet movie. A lot of practical <laughs> effects in the '90s and stuff. So, so wet. Uh, it could be a Universal ride in the '90s if it did better. I don't think it did really well, but. It's it's fun. It was raining in L.A. I was editing photos and I was watching Hard Rain. Good time. How fitting. How I'll fitting. Look, did you put it on Letterbox? I'll look for your I did. review. I did. Check I'll out my Letterbox it. at oh. Tiami Vice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You know what else we have to cover? <laughs> Our asses. Yes. From John Wick, who shoots people in the butt, in the <laughs> groin. Everywhere you can be shot. In Tip your visor, nip. in your ear. Neck. Um, eyeball. I guess he never like shoots somebody in their fingernail. I guess not, but uh, I feel he probably like he'd could. He could probably like shoot someone's fingernail off without actually hitting them. I'll be surprised there's not some scene in this where he just shoots like all five of somebody's fingers off. Uh, Jacob, what's your history with John Wick? Maybe it was Thursday or Friday. I was in class, and people were talking about John Wick, and like how it was surprisingly like good. I remember one classmate of mine was like. Apparently, if you like turn off your brain and just watch it, it'll, you'll actually have a good time. And I was like, "Oh, that's good." 
And I remember really it looking cool from the trailers. And I thought, oh, this looks like a cool little indie action movie that Keanu Reeves is doing. Pretty much Geronimo told the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we all went to go see it. We were all very much surprised. And, yeah, I, I loved it. And then I was pumped for John Wick 2. I was like, yeah, he's coming back. And then I went to see that with Connery. And, yeah, it was great. I remember it being, like, one of the best sequels I had ever seen. We had fun at two. We did. We did. It was like, oh, that was cool. So much lore exploration. <laughs> I was excited for John Wick 3. I think around here is when you told me about John Wick. Or maybe, like, when you and Connor went to go see it. I know. I started paying attention. I don't, yeah. I don't specifically remember showing it to you for the first time. But I yeah. know for... Actually, maybe we would talk I, to him about it. And be like, it's really, really good. Yeah. If anything, maybe I do remember showing it to you, Tyler. It's because I had bought John Wick on Blu-ray, and I think I got like a movie night going on at my apartment, me and Geronimo's apartment. And I and Tyler, I think I had you come. Connery was there. Geronimo was obviously there. I think a couple other film friends were there, and I showed it to you guys, and you guys were like, "Holy my god, it was great!" Mm-hmm. I think that was when I showed it to you. Uh, around that time, you showed me it, and then I got you a John Wick-related gift. Which I'm wearing. <laughs> it's a gun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> My good old Glock. Sleep with it every night, Tyler. Thanks. Jesus. Don't tread on me. Oh, no. I got him a shirt that looks like John Deere, but it's John Wick in, in the logo instead. Yes, really it funny. is seriously one of my most favorite gifts of all time. Wow. And I only wear it on, like, Special occasions, special like John Wick related, special occasions. Tyler occasions or <laughs> yeah. something. Special Tyler. I wore this shirt to John Wick Chapter Two, and I wore it when we all went to see John Wick Chapter Three. Parabellum, parabellum. For John Wick Chapter Three, I thought it was going to be the last one. In yeah, the, I me thought too. it was going to be a well, trilogy. Yeah, and so I was a little disappointed that they left it open for like another one because I was like, oh no, now they're now they're turning into a cash grab. I think I remember talking about this kind of. Yeah, I remember talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. kind of wish it ended in three two, but then now that there's a fourth one coming out, I'm just yeah, we're all pumped excited. again. Yeah, I'm excited again. Yeah, because it's like because it, it looks actually really awesome. They got Donnie Yen. And yeah, they got uh, mm. the guy who played Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat movie. Nice. That, I love that actor. Check out that podcast episode of ours. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Yep. Mortal Kombat. I love them. <laughs> and uh and yeah just i'm pumped i'm ready for it now i i enjoy if anything yeah i i didn't know if that's why i looked on my reviews on letterbox i only had reviewed chapter two and chapter three chapter two of course got five stars and then chapter three got four and a half because i docked at that half star because i was disappointed it was getting uh it did like kept going and i was worried it was gonna be a cash grab but yeah it just appears that the fourth one might still maintain some of its purity, so we'll see. Yeah, I remember it's going back to my letterbox review too, just reading it. It's like, oh, I'm surprised that it's not done on chapter three. Like, I thought it'd be done. It, I, I thought it would be over already. Yeah. But like, what uh, else can they do? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, it doesn't. He's got to help... fight Ian McShane. No more, really? no more table. He's got to beat the high table. And yeah. Ian McKellen. Yeah, and Ian McKellen. And uh, I don't know. I don't Ian know McDermott. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, what a trifecta of Ian's. I don't know. I found like three episodes into this this franchise. It's been kind of hard to like go through the weeds of it a little bit because yeah. I mean there is a plot every time, but it's all it's both very basic and overly complicated at it's the same all time. Backdrop usually. for actually watching for the really cool fights. 
pretty much. Yeah, so it's like hard to find a way into it usually, but it's just like, oh, I don't know. The first fight scene in this movie is really cool. Yes. It's before he's even officially like excommunicated. Mm Mm-hmm. Excommunicado-ded. Excommunicado-ed. Excommunicado-ed. Eldorado-ed. <laughs> All you millennials with your excommunicado toast. <laughs> excommunicado In my day, it meant something when you excommunicado-ed. <laughs> Just swear it on toast. The excommunicado-ed mob. <laughs> I don't even get that one. He's saying the woke mob, like or like the oh, okay. cancel culture, excommunicado culture. Let me talk about the writer right quick. It's Derek Kolstad. He's pretty much the mastermind of all these. There were some other writers in this one, but he did uh, the first John Wick. Then he got another writer with the chapter two, mm-hmm. and then he had a couple more with this one. Wow. Maybe all these movies have been on a good, like, wavelength because it's been the same director and writer with Chad Stileski and Derek Kolstad. Yeah, it's been really consistent, and that's yeah. something I really appreciate. Not just uh, that it's, like, the same director throughout. Like, there mm-hmm. could be other directors that would make it feel like a, a direct sequel. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Like, but There's... I don't know. I guess, like, Chad... Chad Stileski just like wants like complete control over it, which is like he does it so well. Whereas David Leach went on to go do a bunch of other yeah like blockbuster action movies and like and all of his movies actually I always have fun watching. Like, yeah, I did like Bullet Train Connery, so whatever. Good. <laughs> There's just like always something Good. missing in those kinds of movies. That I'm just like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't feel. Yeah. But but no. it's usually elevated more. They're like, very commercial, yeah. Yeah, like Deadpool two. It's like it just is more yeah. commercial, and John oh, Wick yeah. just feels more like that whole the way that whole world works is very mm-hmm. tactical fighting and everything. Like oh, yeah. I definitely want to talk about that for this episode because yeah. the way that he just even like fires his gun in this is like so precise. And mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like what I was m- mentioning when we were watching it. Like there's never like any dual wielding. In any of these movies, unless it's going to be in the fourth one. Two hands on your gun. Yeah, because it's realistic gun maneuvering, gun handling. Handling, yeah. Yeah, where you're going to dual wield two handguns, probably not going to hit that much because it's not very accurate. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, how they're moving with the guns and everything is very important and very authentic. And like you can tell they're like highly trained based on how they move. Like when they're moving around with the handgun and they like put their elbows in and like how they tilt the gun and everything and yeah or the shotgun and the shotgun yeah he's just like moving that thing like like a freaking he's like like a baton (laughs) yeah he's like twirling it around and like reloading in all these different ways I'm Mm -hmm. like these are really complex ways to reload these guns yeah right he's just going like (laughs) I feel like I'd be so bad at all that (laughs) because it's just like I'm always. Like have to like physically remember to keep my elbows in. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my elbows are always like out too much. I'm bumping <laughs> yeah. into stuff. I'm just like ah, like it's just like. That's what you said to my mom. She, like, she she walks like cartoon characters, so she bumps her elbows everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she can do the John Wick maneuver. Yes. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, like. Because even when you're reloading a gun, there's like all these like super tiny steps you have to do, which you see him do just in super quick succession where it's like he like takes out the clip and then he puts in the new one and then he has to click the thing and then he has to like pull back this thing and then he like 
pulls the thing back and then he uses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like the the repair scene, basically, like you're saying. It's very right? cool. Yeah, that was, and that was apparently an homage to the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, when one of them does it in the movie. Because they make the cowboy sound effect too happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All that for the like one headshot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it takes so long for him to like put the gun together, and then yeah. he just goes into the knife room, and there's just like eight hundred <laughs> knives. The <laughs> best. One of my oh, there's so many of my favorite scenes in this. Like yeah. I love the knife room fight. It's so stupid good, and just like th- yeah. they're all just throwing knives at each other the entire time. When we were seeing it in theaters, all of us were like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we're all just like, oh. <laughs> No, it was great. Because <laughs> it's so good. Everyone just got knives just so stuck visceral. all over them. Yeah. No, for sure. That was really uh, satisfying. And and then another thing I was worried about, like, with the movies, with the movies, like, going on too long is the choreography can, can might get, like, you know... Um, stale, redundant. Stale, and, like, you can catch more of the... Uh, of them waiting for the cues and stuff of the next move. Like, you Mm -hmm. kind of can in this one, but you're still able to meet them halfway and still enjoy it. Oh, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, it does feel even more choreographed in this one, but... Yeah. Not like Dark Knight bad, though. Yeah, Is Dark Knight bad? I haven't seen it in a while. It's pretty bad. Like, people don't, like, wait for him to, like, come and, like, hit him or, like, move into place. Well, that's, like, Logan, too, especially in the beginning of Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Or not the very beginning, but, like, when he's wherever Professor X is. Yeah. And, like, fighting everyone. Like, there's all these guys with guns and stuff, and they're just, like, waiting to, like, one-on-one Wolverine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, like... Okay. Stand in a circle and shoot him. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't know. This movie just does it so well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's um, you know, it's just I I I did think his age shows a little more in this one. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like in the first John Wick, he he's older, but Keanu's older, but he's still like really he's fast. He's still fast. Everything's smoother. That he that's why John Wick feels like the purest because it's like everything feels so natural, flows so naturally, and. He's not like it doesn't seem he doesn't seem to be struggling too much with the movements. But I feel like in these new ones, like he's stronger. Like he just seems like he uses like his size more often than not against oh, yeah. people or yeah. like tricks them, which I kind of like a lot. Yeah, especially against the boss fights. Yeah, <laughs> where those guys are just super fast, and yeah. that was the challenge. Mm-hmm. He fights all sorts of like different heights and shapes of people mm-hmm. and everything. Like like That's the first true. fight in the library with the the guy the he's giants. Like, he's like a basketball player. Um. Yeah, just that fight is wild. That guy like, is like seven <laughs> feet tall. Yeah, and imagine like the raid guys fighting that guy. Like, oh my god, they're like ripping his like tendons oh yeah, apart yeah. or something. Oh yeah. But then yeah, and then John Wick's fighting like the two guys from the raid. Yeah, and from Kanji Club and Kanji from Club. the Force Awakens. So that the Kanji Club, <laughs> Kanji Club. Uh, I really wish I remembered their names because they deserve the all the no, yeah. credit and respect and everything because they're, they're like super so cool. good. Yeah, yeah. Check out the raid movies; mm. those are amazing too. But yeah, there's just so many different people he fights in this. There's so many different weapons. Like every every movie, they kind of move to different things. I'm like, okay, well, it's like I guess like the first two are like more pistol, and this based. is close quarters combat. to yeah. me, is the third one, and the third one moves more into like submachine guns and then like. Assault rifles and, mm-hmm. and shotguns near the end. Yeah. It's not just all pistols because he has to keep like upgrading to like bigger weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, chapter four, is he going to just like have a rocket launcher or something? <laughs> but he's yet to use one. Yeah. Fun. yeah or he's grenade launcher. Use, uh, grenade launcher foo. 
just moving <laughs> he just around jams with the hand a grenade down somebody's like, throat. He shoots it in the air and then kicks it as it falls down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> so it's like they're always changing up the style of, of the choreography and everything, every movie, and, and making it different. But it's also, I'm just realizing like the third one, like I thought this was the coolest one like when i first saw it and yeah it's it's tough to talk about the story like the further into this franchise we get mm-hmm. so i'm kind of hoping with the fourth one there's like a lot more story that like you can latch on to because i mean yeah. part of what got so many people into it in the first place is yeah the choreography is all really great but it's mm-hmm. also this like the dog like they killed his puppy yeah. and like that's so badass that he like it goes and fights everyone because they killed his dog and it's like something original now he's just caught up in the strings of, like the assassin world like that's yeah. the thing now. Yeah, like the, the ripple effects of his actions, the consequences, consequences. of his actions, yeah. which they keep pushing in this movie. So it's following like his story deeper and deeper, but there's not like that hardcore like center of like you killed my dog. Now it's just like I'm really good at my job. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. it's become more like well, he's in a little fight for his life. It's just him running. The, the whole third movie is him running until like he. Gets back to the Continental, and then he's on the offensive again. Yeah. He's trying to essentially get out again. Yeah, but uh, this time, the whole table has to come down for him to ever get out. Yeah, and now he has to destroy like the whole system in order to be free, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, basically like the plot... I mean, it shouldn't matter really because it is just a showcase oh, yeah. for all the all the fight scenes. It's I guess, a stunt but showcase. I, d- I yeah. don't need too much from the story. I just need enough. It's like the Waterworld stunt show. Yeah, the, the exactly plot... like the Waterworld stunt show. Because the plot is this one. This one basically like John Wick and the Continental get audited, and the Bowery get audited. In this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they literally, literally do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gang gets audited. Yeah, the gang gets audited. Like, it's literally all it is. Exactly. So it's like the first one is. Revenge for his dog. The second one is I owe this dude a favor, and this one is everybody's getting audited. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, or so like, you want to be sophisticated consequences. Consequences. Fourth one, Wick does taxes. Wick does, does his taxes. He has to turn in the taxes now. With the fucking pencil. With Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? <laughs> Who the fuck does that? You used the wrong kind of pen. You used a red pen instead of a black one. Just hire an accountant, John. You don't have to do it yourself. <laughs> and there's this badass guy named the... It's Ben Affleck from The Accountant. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's our crossover. Okay, sure. Sure, from The Accountant. I'm calling the guys from the town. We're really going to make something out of this. Oh, Jesus. But uh, I don't know what, else, what scenes you guys want to talk about. I like the samurai motorbike scene a lot. Sophia... Sophia. Halle Berry. Halle Berry, yes, she's oh, also good. Badass yeah. dog warriors. I like to see, yeah. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I know we're jumping around, but that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. What, what's your thoughts on the whole uh, Casablanca sequence of this? Is it like something where it's it, just like, why is he going there? Is it like the uh, much hated part in The Last Jedi when they go to the casino planet? <laughs> I feel like it's necessary because he's basically trying to get to like, the one above the table. We just yeah. don't know it yet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's it's fun seeing somebody else fight in this movie that's like a badass outside of like just John Wick. Like yeah. Halle Berry like kicks so much butt with her dogs. Exactly. Especially for a third installment. And it, it would get boring seeing John doing everything yeah. all the time. Yeah, and the she fights so much him. different than him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Um, that's what I like when they even compare their fighting styles throughout the thing. And John kind of uses so much of like his body weight and just like slamming people around, like mm-hmm. taking their guns from them literally. Oh yeah. And then she's like flipping and like shooting, like using the dogs, like grab somebody, just walk over, shoot them in the head. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's like a clever way of keeping dogs in the franchise too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but yeah. I also feel bad to see like dogs ripping people apart and stuff. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like a little mixed about Attack it. Attack dogs. Yeah. It's okay, Tyler. They're evil. No, they're they're the good guys. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> they're the good guys. That's what they do. <laughs> Bite no, not the off. dogs. The dogs aren't evil. The people they're eating are evil. I know. There's a part where it's just like, <laughs> where like Winston's like, yeah, they're all evil. Winston's yeah. like, oh, like, do you want to die like the Baba Yaga or the man who ha- lived a life and like lost his and loved his, his wife. wife yeah. yeah. Just, like I love that line. Yeah. But I'm also like, what about all the people he killed? I'm sure one of them has like a partner that loves them. You no, know? none like, of them. None of them. No. <laughs> like, well, John looks just so, for some reason more important than all those people. No, you know what? It, they maybe did have somebody they, they loved. And when John wick killed them, they died loving that person. Just like what Winston wants for John. I think that's, that's a bad argument. Logic. Yeah, that's very bad. It's like, this is a cult. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no. Jacob Jim Jones oh, Padilla. I am so tired of, of justifying. I'm so tired of justifying killing henchmen to Connery. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Every, every time I, I watch an MCU movie, like, oh man, Iron Man literally just killed that guy. <laughs> well, Iron Man would kill that guy, but like the other guys, I don't know. Like, I don't think Thor would just smash someone. Maybe he would. He's a god. Well, Thor it's would... like you guys said in the first one. John Wick is only killing people who are trying to kill him. Yeah. So yeah, and he is literally defending. So it's just yeah, it just doesn't benefit him. He has a fourteen million dollar bounty on his head. Yeah, exactly. These yeah, just everybody who dies is like they got to come into them basically, just like he does. That's why I was talking to somebody who was saying, like, they don't see this ending any other way. Oh, I think it was you guys. It was us. You guys with said, Geronimo, like, it ends with him dying. With him, it's with him dying. That makes yeah. sense to me, too. It's like, I would. that's why I do love that line that um, Winston says of, do you want to die the Baba Yaga, or do you want to die a man who lived and had a love? I thought you were going to say Halle Berry, because she has that similar. I was like, this ends when you die, John. Like, literally, you're going to die here, or you're going to yeah. die somewhere else. But you are going to die. <laughs> yeah, she's right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like like Michael Myers. They have to, like, rip all of his limbs <laughs> apart and burn them and, like, put <laughs> them in the trash compactor. <laughs> it's oh, the yeah. only way to defeat John Wick. <laughs> and even the then, he starts like, crawl out, yeah. and they have to, like, shoot him nine times in the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole Casablanca sequence is like my least favorite in this movie. It's but long. I also don't dislike it. It's just mm-hmm. yeah, it's long, but it's like the same thing with the, with the second movie too. It's just like anytime there's a dialogue scene, it's like not as interesting as it could be. It's kind of just like people coming in and delivering exposition. There's some cool parts here and there. Yeah. Like I don't know, like I like Lawrence Fishburne's character in this. He's fun, but then like the actual auditor person is like, yeah, like they're giving a very flat performance, but it's like that's I think what they're told to do. You yeah, know? part of me was like, was right. What if that character was different? They're like really bubbly, or they were like really like, uh, I don't know, like like wry or something. But I'm like, no, they are. They are as boring as the rules they represent. Yeah, so it's like all the plot dialogue, just, just and... like a typical IRS agent, right? Yeah, like they're literally an auditor. Like they yeah. just represent the boring rules that makes everybody forced like she's the rules or they're the rules very matter of fact mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know that's probably the last time we should talk about dialogue and exposition in this <laughs> except in positive ways because yeah. it's just yeah you just can't go to these movies for that 
No. Except for the, the badass one-liners. Yeah, there are good one-liners in, like, like Mark DeCasco's character, who I liked a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know who he was before I saw this movie. Neither did I. And everyone's like, he's Iron Chef. And, like, <laughs> yeah. he's had he... a long career in, like, action movies, too, but everyone knows him from Iron Chef. I didn't know that. I didn't know this guy was either. Um, yeah. I knew he was the Iron Chef. But I do I do like his character. He's just like, I'm a big fan, John Wick, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that the dog? <laughs> is <laughs> is that all that stuff like dog? should be really cheesy and it is, but it just works well in this it movie. It works so because I feel everyone has this like familiarity with each other almost. It's like when, when he's fighting the guys from the raid where like they kind of just like almost like wink at each other and like Yeah, it's like professional. Yeah, it's very professional. And it feels like even meta when they're like, like, you're good. <laughs> We're good. Like, yeah. let's do this. Let's have this fight that's like really inside people about action movies with no about oh yeah like like we did yeah, like <laughs> when we, we did. saw it like oh shit this is gonna be cool mm-hmm. you it showed was. me the raid jacob i think and i was like that was fucking amazing i showed you both of them right the you first did. one and the second one yeah yeah have you seen them tyler i've seen the first one but i never saw the second one so i'd love i'd love to cover that on this podcast yeah. at some point. should we cover really it cool. before or after expendables <laughs> <laughs> I'd like after as a good like. I hear Expendables Four is coming out. Yeah, so probably before because the main guy from the raid is gonna be in Expendables Four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, the ca- the Casablanca thing does feel a tad convoluted. Like I need to get to her to talk to this guy to get to this guy, and it's like okay. But you know, it's a, they're trying to explain him being, the, and then I had read in the trivia that they wanted him to go to Casablanca because that was the movie Casablanca. Rick's bar is the inspiration for the Continental, this yeah. place that people go to oh. for refuge, oh, okay. so they that don't have sense. to worry about like the dangers and stuff. Yeah, so it was like an homage. Nice. Yeah, it did make me think about since like Halle Berry was, uh, she's the concierge there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? She's the manager. Yeah, the manager, right? That's is that the right term? The concierge yeah. will be someone who you ask, like, what's good in the neighborhood that I can go to? Oh, the concierge is who uh, Sharon is. Like, what is Winston? Winston's the manager. Okay, yeah, yeah, she yeah is too. so she's the manager. Yeah, yeah. Halle Berry's character of having like a backstory and everything, like, and how she used to be an assassin and all that stuff mm, with uh, the daughter. Yeah, it did make me think about it's like, what kind of assassin was Winston like? like he'd be like a james bond villain like one of the like unwacky ones just like a serious like 60s british man assassinating people he lectures somebody and then like he pushes them into like a bowl of sharks (laughs) (laughs) i don't think he's like any anything that big like that though no you don't think he's that big i think i read somewhere people i think i read somewhere that him and lance reddick were were working on their relationship backstory and like they came up with Winston used to be an MI6, and then he was like doing a mission in Africa and met Lance Reddick as a as a child, and then like raised him or something. Okay, so he's just former MI6. <laughs> That's not. I like the MI6 part at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like he was like 005. Like, I don't know a transition if it's canon. period of like him being <laughs> MI6, but then going into the assassin world. Yeah. Because then he says he's served for 40 years as the manager of the Continental, which I'm like, he's probably like 70, maybe. Yeah. And I'm like, so in which case, he's the manager at 30. Yeah. So, so like, do you have to be good. an assassin to be the manager? I don't know. Maybe well, you don't. Probably not. You just need to have like a bachelor's degree in hospitality or something. <laughs> 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 to prove you can run a hotel. 
Yeah, like I'm insecure. <laughs> I'm insecurity, and I've never been in law enforcement. <laughs> Winston's brother owns the hotel for dogs next door. There it is. Yeah, there you go. Even my own zero boss, laughs gained. We bought a zoo. <laughs> we bought a zoo. Even my own boss, he's a uh, he's a, our manager, and he has no law enforcement uh, experience. Well, there you go. I guess people can just do whatever they want these days. Really, they really can. Yeah. Do you have dreams at home, kids? What? You dream? I'm not about to reference Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Right? <laughs> dream, 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 dream. It's hard. Like this movie is mostly just set pieces. Yeah, it's fight scenes and big fight scenes and stunts and stuff, which is like yeah. basically what you want. That's what everybody wanted in this movie. I think like mm-hmm. fans of this and so I wanted, including me. Yeah. yeah, but it leaves me like a little empty for some reason. I guess just because there's not as much like character there. Maybe it's, it's because we thought it was gonna end. Yeah, yeah. and then it kept going. <laughs> yeah, like let's keep because they could have a lot more character motivation in this yeah if it was a trilogy but they obviously didn't they're kind of just like a little bit schlockier than than that than it being like an epic trilogy yeah they're a little bit more like i guess it ends when it ends like i would be surprised if this ends at like seven <laughs> yeah like i feel like it'll just slowly peter out and like be like not yeah. super great anymore mm-hmm. but yeah. i mean i don't mind that <laughs> there's so many action franchises like that and then and, there's uh, the I don't mind spinoff with the ballerina. Yeah, the ballerinas. The movie that Connery manifested. Yeah. Yeah, there's supposed to be. I, I, I read <laughs> stuff about that, but I don't. Is it coming? It's coming out probably, or they're in knows? production right now. I think. Yeah, it's just like something I don't really need. It's yeah. Like, if it's not John Wick, then it just kind of feels like Atomic Blonde or something, where it's. It's Rise of the Imperfects. Yeah. Yeah. Rise of the Imperfects. It's a badass game. It though. is. <laughs> what does that have to do with John Wick? There's a evil ballerina character in it who uses like seismic uh, shoes oh. to like make earthquakes. I had that game. I usually played as hands as the thing. <laughs> I played as Venom to fight the thing specifically. <laughs> um, yeah, set pieces like the ending. I remember when we um when I first saw it in theaters, you guys, when he has to take on the heavily armored high table soldiers. Yes, and. I remember being annoyed, like, oh, God dang it, they're too hard to kill. This is annoying. But now I've, like, been rewatching it a couple, a few more times, and it's like, actually, this is actually really cool. This is challenging for him, and he has to be creative and, mm-hmm. like, struggle to kill them, and it makes it more like a like a duel, like a gunfighting duel it's, instead of, like, him, like, mowing down everyone on easy mode. My metaphor for that moment is bullets are fists. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, straight up has to, like expose their face to like shoot them like yeah. like punching them and even exactly. when he shoots them he just knocks them down so they just get back yeah up. <laughs> he like just keeps knocking them down and then they have to, they get back yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's like a duel yeah it's great yeah he's so precise about everything and that's like the only way to beat them but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really it just adds another new touch of just they're totally armored people like what do you do against this mm-hmm Armor piercing rounds. You get up close and personal. The theme of this entire the fight fight thing of this entire movie is get up close and personal. Oh yeah. It also um I think it was around like the time of John Wick Chapter Two when uh Payday Two the video game it's like a bank heist game you play as like robbers and stuff. Yes. You have different masks and everything. There's like you could unlock John Wick as a character (laughs) in that. So there's like a huge like uh, connection between those two. Yeah. Things, but um, this just definitely made me think of Payday Two, the game, because there's like huge armored 
um, like guards and stuff like that that you have to like get away from or, or mm-hmm. fight through and stuff. So maybe that's where you they got the inspiration from. Probably, <laughs> yeah, maybe because I was reading something online where it's like, oh, there's payday posters in John Wick one, and I'm like, I don't remember that, but mm. <laughs> uh, there's a fan of the opera poster in John Wick three. There, there is. there is. Yeah, there's a Buster Keaton projection on the yep. wall mm-hmm. in homage to Buster Keaton and also the beginning of John Wick chapter two. Oh well. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. All the fights in this like are good. They're just they're great. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are great. They're they are great. You're right. It's just I don't. There's something about like the locations or something. There's like the mirror fight in two for some reason just stands out so much to me. Yeah. And then you really like, dug it. Yeah, I really like that. And the fights in this are are really great. But just and the locations are cool. It just there's something mm-hmm. about it, like I just don't remember as as distinctly hmm. as like chapter two. The places they're at that office is pretty badass yeah man. yeah it's a great set piece yeah it's really cool and they just like keep fighting up the uh the stairs to new, new sub bosses yeah, like you guys are yeah. saying yeah exactly like mini boss mini boss and then like the final boss bebop can rock steady <laughs> versus <laughs> leonardo <laughs> yeah that was sick and then i love how he turns on the lights so that the reflections they could hide in the reflections yeah. Cool. yeah um but oh yeah, before I forget, when um Tyler was mentioning the like how to elevate the story, I'm thinking You're back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pissed. But uh <laughs> Yeah. 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 Anyway, the they're probably saving the personal stake stuff for the fourth one because as you remember from the trailer, um John's like I don't have a claim at the table. And then Winston's like, but your family does. <gasps> so he's going to be like dealing with family in the net more. Family. Is his brother going to be Adam Driver? Because that's my theory for John Wick 7 or whatever. <laughs> his brother's cool. Adam Scott. Oh. <laughs> I don't want. I mean, like, I like Adam Scott. I just can't see him in this movie. <laughs> you don't see him as like some like businessman that works for like the, what's it called? The high table. Yeah. John, yeah, is that you? <laughs> Like John, what are you doing here? Oh, you silly! Well, I can't just break what? the rules for you, John. Like, it doesn't sound like Adam Scott. I, like, I just can't uh, <laughs> do that. It's uh, 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 <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not related to Bill Skarsgård. Maybe he is. Billy Bob Thornton. His character. No, Bill Skarsgård gets killed, and then the other Skarsgårds show up in the next oh, movie. All, all of the other ones. How, Actually, about, how about Billy Bob Thornton? Being his dad? No, not his dad, but like maybe his brother. That'd be pretty badass, actually. He pulls out the sling blade. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he only talks about his his rock band. He only talks about his rock band instead of any of his other Gotta work. Be late for my band. John uh, Keanu Reeves would dig that. Uh, oh, please go on. <laughs> go, go on. That's Nick Cage. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> Tell me more about your band. <laughs> God. Tyler didn't like 65. That's a shame. Neither did I. It's not good. <laughs> you guys saw it together? Yeah. That's bad. Where was my invite, dicks? No. You were at work. <laughs> I would invite you. I probably was. I yeah. you were busy. It looked interesting. That's a shame. Yeah. yeah. Great premise. Yeah. Bad movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they that's a, treat it like the premise is a twist. Oh, I mean, it, it seems like a like a decent twist, but maybe they they rely on it too much. They really think they got you at one point. Where like they're like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" Then they pan out. They go sixty five. 
million years ago. And then they wait. Earth! And right. you see the whole planet Earth, and you're like, yeah, I, I knew it. <clears throat> I, so, I, I knew that's where we were. Yeah, in the trailer, like, you know they're on Earth. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like they're trying to do what After Earth tried to do. That's what I said. That's <laughs> exactly what Tully said. Where they're like, this place is Earth. And you're like, oh, I thought it was an alien planet this whole time. Yeah, go to AfterEarth.web or whatever. <laughs> um, I. What else is there to talk about this movie? Because it's like we could... Just deconstruct like the fight scenes, like there's the horse scenes. But that's be like, yeah, horses. that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it's cool. like so hard. Like it's like the opposite of Before Midnight, yeah. <laughs> where it's just like we're so much. We're like, I, but I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I'm looking for things to talk about. I'm like that stuff's cool. That stuff's cool. But it's like if you've seen the movie, you know all of it. Like you know fucking cool. rules. And if you haven't seen it, 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 it just watch it because it's really cool. Yeah, true. I just I, there's. We can um, stuff that stands out, I guess. But we can praise uh, on this eerie day. We can praise Lance uh, Reddick's performance in honor of him. Yeah, we are recording the day uh, that Lance Reddick died, which is very eerie. And it's also St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yay! So we're tipsy. (laughs) Just a tad. Yeah. I hope it. I'm sure this is the point where everybody's like, "Well, that explains a lot." Yeah, you guys are so low energy right now. That explains so much. One star, one uh, star. No way. But yeah, no. Me and Connery were talking about. We find out his name in the movie Sharon, Sharon, Karen, 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 something like that. The name of the ferryman. Ferryman of yeah. the dead. And it's like that's so fitting for this character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was had mentioned to you guys how like. These mo- in these movies, like everybody's so perfectly cast, and Lance is definitely perfectly cast. He was he he's, that, smooth. he's such a good actor. I don't like that he hasn't been in more prominent things. Yeah, like the first John Wick was the first thing I saw him in ever, and like I know really? he was in The Wire. I just don't talk a lot. Or I don't watch a lot of TV, and I know I definitely should. And I know The Wire is really good. Yeah, um, and I think Fringe he was in. Yeah, he's in Fringe. Yeah. but it just. Yeah, he wasn't in nearly as many movies, and I mean, he died pretty young too. He's like sixty, you know. Yeah. Like he had plenty of career left if you if you wanted to do that. Yeah. But yeah, he's just so good in these movies. I wanted to see him in more things. I kind of almost expected him to be uh, in like a Mission Impossible movie or something. Oh, and I know he's like, in something else. I can't remember. Um, I think at one point he was supposed to be the Martian Manhunter too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think like he was. I think it was around the early, around the time of developing Man of Steel, or maybe it was shortly after Man of Steel came out when they were figuring out what to do for Justice League. Yeah. They were like tapping him to be Martian Manhunter until they did the thing with that general guy being Martian Manhunter instead. Yeah. Let's not talk about like <laughs> the overcomplicated nitty gritty of the Snyder Cut, <laughs> the Snyderverse. But no, he was a very good actor. And yeah, we'll we'll keep his 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 legacy lives forever in these performances. I hope he gets to do more cool stuff in four. Oh yeah, I hope so too. I guess he shot some stuff for that movie, which is just called like Ballerina. Okay. Right now, like yeah, because I saw Anna De Armas's post, and she was like, "It was a pleasure working with you. So thankful I got to work with you." And he even is gonna be Zeus in that Percy Jackson show, the new one for Disney. What? Yeah, that'll be fun. Right? Yeah. It's like he was finally like on the rise. So it's like really crazy how this happened. 
Zeus. Do you see Zeus? Release the Kraken. Kratos. <laughs> well, this movie was certainly just an amuse-bouche of what John Wick could show us, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Truly and sincerely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking I'm boosh. Do you guys know what parabellum means? Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Yes. Prepare for war. If you want peace, prepare for war. Parabellum. Parabellum. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Uh, can I rank them now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is like the hardest movie to talk about in a long time, I think. I agree. Interesting, interesting. Because there's not like a lot of story to, 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 to pick up on here. It's just True. We're lucky we're so good. entertaining. <laughs> you say that with like <laughs> death in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see my eyes. <laughs> you only see steel. <laughs> he just has two glass eyes. Two glass eyes. Jacob, what were you saying? Wonder why. No, I'm Jacob, rank them. Uh, okay, <laughs> oh it's very hard. It was very. I was thinking about this all week. It's very hard for me to rank these movies because I basically love them all pretty equally. Mm-hmm. I was just telling. I was telling our friend Turin that this is like probably one of my f- most favorite franchises ever. Wow, up there with Star Wars and Lord of the Rings <gasps> and uh, the Matrix and yeah, it's up there. It's up there. Spider Man. It's up there. It's up there. Iron Man. Mm. (laughs) Um, I think my rank would probably be um, John Wick and then (laughs) I thought I knew this (laughs) Godzilla versus Kong Godzilla versus Kong and then Mortal Kombat and then uh no yeah i think there's a reason i wanted to do three it's because i do enjoy this one on funny enough more than two only by a little though so like john wick chapter three and then chapter two and then we'll see where the fourth one stands very good wonderful work <laughs> thank you very good i can't wait for your guys's ranking when i hear it on the neck on yeah yeah on four on four yeah. yeah do you have any final thoughts uh on on chapter three in particular jacob um, I just, I love his, I love his allies. I love the action. Just, it's always so satisfying. Just, I love the ingenuity and just love of the stunt craft that the filmmakers put into it. It's the, the this movie's made by stunt people, by stunt workers, stunt, um, pro- professionals, just in that w- department. They made this movie with their vision, with their techniques, with their love, and it just it all shows in like the care and the detail of all the action sequences, of all the dedication everybody puts into it. Keanu Reeves, you gotta love how dedicated he is to these movies. He does not play around. He wants to give the audience this like really authentic action hero and he really delivers three movies in a row and it looks like fourth movie in a row. Some reviews are calling this one of the best action movies like in the last decade. Whoa. So we'll see. Um, Halle Berry wanted to be just as dedicated as as Keanu. She wanted 
to prove to everyone that she said this herself that women of her age can still do roles like this and that age can't define an actor just like how it didn't define Keanu she wanted to prove it doesn't it's the same for women too Mm -hmm. and she would work just as hard trained with those dogs and just these movies just are love letters to stunt performers and stunt stunt departments and the hard work they go through and then we it's it the John Wick created practically a movement almost I mean because we've seen so many other similar movies since this mm-hmm. like with Atomic nobody. nobody and written by Derek Kolstad also yeah mm-hmm. we really didn't talk about I guess just how influential these movies have yeah. been like yeah. none of the I mean David Leach co-directed the first movie and like mm-hmm. yeah he went on to make stuff that's like you could say is his style but yeah uh, that's like the closest thing. And then there's but, Extraction too. Yeah, Extraction, mm-hmm. like Violent Night, like we were talking yeah, about. Exactly. Like a lot of movies that Lucy. are... Uh, <laughs> Lucy? Kind of Lucy. Kind of Lucy. I mean, that was like before. <laughs> the, the more, that movie's more so just trippy, but... <laughs> but I guess a lot of those movies but that yeah. are like similar are are kind of are more like David Leach movies. But there's like, there's one with Adrian Brody. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, and it's really? like Barry John Wick. But yeah, no... These movies definitely did start a movement with like action movies, and, like trying to make them more authentic and whatnot, instead of us obviously recognizing a stunt double in an action scene, but just going with it. They are the scene, and now just actors like dedicating themselves to it. They are the scene exactly mm-hmm. in this movie in particular. Yeah, Jake, did you say you had a game for us to play? I do. What is it? It's fun. I hope it's fun. Okay. So you guys get to pick a dream assassin team. Mm-hmm. It's four members only. Okay. And then you got to tell me who are they fighting. So while you guys think, I don't know why I'm yelling. While you guys <laughs> think, let me give you mine. Okay. This is my dream assassin team. All right. You could have, we could have the same ones. Doesn't matter. Nice. So first pick, John Wick. Good. And then I got The Mandalorian. Very good. And then Gamora. Good. And then... Gamora. Gamora. From Guardians of the Galaxy, the Green Lady. Thank you. <laughs> just clarifying. I mean, I know I picked up on who it was, but I was just... God. <laughs> Tyler. Is Gamora a memorable character? For me, she is. <laughs> she, have you noticed I picked her over Black Widow? Yeah. And then... I do now. <laughs> and then my last pick... Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. From G.I. Joe. Brilliant. Who are they fighting? And they are fighting Cobra. Cobra! Are you ready, Tyler, or do you want me to go? You go. <laughs> okay. I have Ezio Auditore de Firenze from Assassin's hey, Creed. Hey, hey, that's a good one. I have Vegeta. <laughs> oh, wow. Vegeta. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Powerful Vegeta. I have Vegeta. I have Kakashi. <laughs> Wait, is this real? This is real. Okay, three Ezio, Vegeta, Kakashi, Kakashi, and all the names of Connery's future children. <laughs> Vegeta, come over here. Vegeta, hey little veggie, come here. Shut the fuck up, Kakarot. Eat your peas. <laughs> And my fourth one is 
why not the ballerina from Rise of the Imperfects? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. And they are fighting Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor <laughs> and his forces yes. loves it. He man and his friends are on vacation. <laughs> they're on vacation. They're on. They're on. Uh, they're on temp. I don't think temper. Skeletor has much of a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, <laughs> Vegeta himself would just wipe him out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd dame him with much of a like, Honestly, I don't think you want to fight him. <laughs> no. Solid team, solid team. Thank I love you. it. What would Ezio even do on this team? <laughs> he's he's like, on crowds. He's the face. He's the face of the operation, the I face. feel like. He's delegating. Yeah, he's <laughs> hiding. Yeah, but Ezio's such like he has such a personality. Like, you know, yeah. he, he's a talker. He's a leader. Right, right. He's Captain America. Yeah. Is Ezio from Assassin's Creed? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. He's like the original one. Yeah, he's like the OG. Well, Altair is the original, but he's like the guy with the most games. Yeah. Okay. Like he has two is, yeah, yeah, it's Brotherhood. Yeah. Revelations and then uh, his embers thing. <laughs> okay, Tyler. <laughs> um, the tomato from Veggie Tales, of course, with like with like a sniper rifle. Yes, oh, Bob. Right. Right. <laughs> Bob <with a> sniper <laughs> rifle <laughs> with like a sniper rifle. <laughs> yes, man. They Veggie can pick Tales things up um, with a sniper rifle. <laughs> uh, the yellow M and M. What's like, his weapon? He has a plastic bag and a zip tie. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> deeply ironic. That's dimension. wait. Why is that deeply ironic? <laughs> because they're sealed in a bag. Oh, <laughs> that is quite a demented assassin. Um, and then <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, and Greta Thunberg. <laughs> That's what I got. I'm glad you put two powerful women there. Yeah, one Ru- dead. Got to rest. Ruth uses well, <laughs> one. Her power is necromancy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what's Greta Thunberg doing? What's her weapon? Necromancy law is uh, is uh, necromancy. Yeah, necromancy um, law. Greta Thunberg, she can like you know throw giant icebergs at people. Oh good, yeah, that's good. So yeah. she's like she's like storm. She's or, like the icebergs. Yeah, or, or like the captain of the Titanic, I guess. Oh good, <laughs> hurls icebergs at people. Yeah, that's what oh, he good. does. Who are they fighting? Um, hmm. Uh, shit. The Teletubbies, I guess. <laughs> Captain oh Planet. My God. Teletubbies. 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 What did they do? <laughs> they are harnessing the power of the baby sun to burn the world. You're right. That's why Greta Thunberg's all up in That's this. That's not good for the environment. <laughs> they keep playing alt-right propaganda on their Teletubes. <laughs> oh, man. They have to be Teletubbies. Just Ben Shapiro on their <laughs> No, no. They have to be stopped. <laughs> just Peterson crying. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on the teletubes, it's all teletubbies. the toxic masculinity things on the TV. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that makes sense why Greta Thunberg and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they're Ruth the one- Bader Ginsburg, Ginsburg, are there. Yeah, they're the ones that are puppeteering Tucker Carlson. They're the- he's the one that's sending their message. <laughs> I don't even remember who that is. He's the dude who gets offended that female M and M's want to wear set sensible shoes. Oh yeah, there you go. That makes sense. See, yellow M and M's an ally. Yeah, and, uh, he's an ally. And uh, Bob the Tomato's just a stone cold motherfucker. He's gonna kill everybody. <laughs> Is he an atheist now? <laughs> yeah, an atheist. <laughs> No, no, no. He's like the guy. He's like Jackson from Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I am God's he's, weapon. Yeah, he's warped his view of God and Christianity to suit his own needs. Somehow Bob's exactly. a Scientologist now. Oh, man. 
That's what I like. Even better. Yeah. All right, I feel like this is a good way to end the episode. Yeah, we brought the perfect. energy back up. Um, <laughs> John Wick, it rules. We all know this. Whoever's listening. <laughs> Come on. It's good. It's great. Chapter it's four great. is coming out. It's we'll great. cover it next weekend. Mm-hmm. Any final yeah. notes, Connery? Um, no, it's amazing. Five stars. One of the best action movies I've ever seen in my life. It's definitely my top John Wick movie as of now. Hell yeah. Tyler, nice. what about you? Um, I will wait to reveal my rankings. <gasps> but yeah, this just keeps elevating it more and more. And it gets like, there's something very clean aesthetic about the second one that this one kind of lacks intentionally. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the whole last fight is really clean, mm-hmm. but just it feels generally like grimier and things are getting more complicated yeah yeah and uh the bowery is getting more involved and stuff like that but i mean i don't mind any of that it's just uh the bowery is kind of stupid <laughs> <laughs> i just love seeing Lawrence fishburne in anything same so. if same. you're gonna kill the king you better cut him to the quick cowboy curtis <laughs> cowboy curtis <laughs> i love Lawrence fishburne um yeah that you know face with him so we'll wait for that but yes Final notes is just what I've everything I've already said. There's nothing else to really say. No, how could there be? Don't stand behind horses, whoever's listening. <laughs> oh yeah, that's be, a good. Be careful away. around horses is my uh, is my final note for John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. Uh, Jacob, do you have anything to plug before we go? Go ahead uh, and follow my action figure photography and i actually brought two special guests from my action figures is like a little beavis and butthead beavis and butthead (laughs) aka snake eyes and the mandalorian two members of my dream assassin team there you go that's why i wanted to bring them i knew i had this yellow m&m in my pocket for some reason (laughs) vegeta what are you doing here (laughs) (laughs) no vegeta get in your crate uh, go back to trading lower the gravity uh, <laughs> lower the gravity <laughs> harvest my sensu beans <laughs> follow wide eyed wanderer 63 and then pretty soon I'll be releasing my uh, the uh, Star Wars oh table read episode yeah that's amazing hopefully soon by Good. the time the Transformers movies come out I maybe. mean f- probably <laughs> <laughs> But uh, hopefully before May at least. But um, yeah, keep an ear out for that and uh, my socials. An ear and an eye. What? An ear and an eye. There you go. TikTok, Mr. Wick. (laughs) TikTok. Episodes running out. Can't dilly dally. Can't dilly. Can't dally. Connor, what do you have to plug? If you enjoy the sound of mine and Jacob's voice, you probably enjoy Starship and Paula. It's an actual role-playing game podcast hosted by myself and Jacob, and three other amazing friends. So good. You can find us on the Apple Podcast app or on SoundCloud. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Follow me on Instagram at Tiami Vice for any photo shoots I've been doing. Uh, and, and emails at FranchisePod on all social medias. And emails at FranchisePodcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, podcasts, or podcasts, well, <laughs> questions, comments, uh, <laughs> movie, podcast recommendations, <laughs> podcast recommendations. We're running out. I, I actually really am. I am too. Um, movie franchises that you want us to cover. Uh, I, I don't know. I want to do a Patreon one day. <laughs> yeah, we will one day. <laughs> what would you do if like we did a Patreon suddenly like, like hundreds of dollars for like poured into it? <laughs> oh, what would I do? Yeah. 
I'd be happy and keep doing it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, like, yes, finally a reason to cover the Godzilla animated series TV show. There you go. Oh, God. You can get things like this. Yeah, get it done. That, that emit reactions like, oh, God. <laughs> Do the things that really matter. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're making change. Just like my so assassin much. team. Yeah, exactly. Look, by the time all this is set and done, the franchise is old and weary. Me and Tyler are in our 50s or 60s, and we're wondering why we're still doing this. It will be because of Godzilla, the animated series. Yeah, it's because we'll have finally started a Patreon yes. 30 years from now and made $10. Yeah. Finally. And, and that's by what that, it's about, is the the small pocket change. Yeah, you know what? It's not because we like it. Tyler, Don't this wait. isn't just a movie review podcast. It's a journal about our lives with our friends as well. Because I can look back on these and wow. be like, wow, I remember when we were like this, and now we're like this, and it charters the course of our lives in a way. You can you can uh, watch a, a related TikTok video to oh. what Connery's talking about right now. Really? That I'll, uh, I haven't posted in real time, but oh. you will see by the time this episode comes out. Is it sweet? Uh, yeah. It's oh. bittersweet. Bittersweet? I would say it's sweet. Symphony. Do I sound stupid in it? Uh, no. Oh, good. Is the not, guest stupid? Not Just more go on TikTok usual. and listen to us talk about how our podcast is a vehicle for our, our memories. <laughs> okay. Yay. That's nice. Please like, subscribe, and share on wherever you get podcasts. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. And until next time, cool. Very cool. Cool, cool, cool. We love you, man. Bye. Bye.